0: Welcome everybody back to the Bushy Tales podcast. Uh, Today is going to be an interesting one. We've got a guest speaker in uh, Dr. Gordon Perchman, a retired vet from our area and we're going to be broaching a subject of internal parasites and your pet and the topic really is or the segment is all about what the vet does not have time to tell you. So, let me hand over to Dr. Pershman, and uh, let's see if we're going to see if we can learn something about worms and how we can prevent our animals from having serious issues. Dr. Pershman.
1: Good. Day. Good morning. Good day. <laughs> right. let's get into it. Living on the coast, where we do here in KZn, you are living in an incubator. By this, I mean it never gets cold enough. It's always, it's always hot, it's always wet. And parasites, whether internal or external, will live and survive and multiply far more than they do in areas where you have good winters. Anyway, to get onto the problem of internal parasites in dogs and cats, there are a number of worms in both animals, uh, all of whom will play a very serious role, particularly in the young animals and in the older ones, and then some of them, the age doesn't seem to hold up. In dogs, we're looking at a whole group roundworms, hookworm, whipworm, tapeworm, heartworm, and then a very nasty one called spirocirculupi. And there are a couple of others which we see on the coast, which are um, paragonemus and dipetylenema, which are not really important unless what happens to you count them. In cats, we get roundworm, hookworm, whipworm, tapeworm, and spirocirca has been recorded. The worms of cats don't affect the worms of dogs and vice versa except spirocirca. How do animals become infected and how, where, how does the life cycle take place from there? From the time that the egg becomes, it gets into the body and becomes a mature worm, which itself can lay eggs, can take as short as 21 days. Many, many eggs, up to thousands of eggs are produced daily and These eggs can survive in this climate, to get back to what I was talking about at the beginning, can survive in this climate for many, many months. It's interesting that a lot of the worms are ingested, in other words, eaten wherever they happen to be, Uh, but others do are not eaten. Hookworm, for example, will burrow through the larval stage, will burrow through the foot of the dog, and then migrate through the body up into the chest, it gets coughed up and lands in the stomach. Spirocirca is another one that is also ingested and migrates all over the system.
0: Sorry, Bagi. Um Just a quick question. Mm. When it burrows through the feet, and that's a, would that also be for humans, or is that purely on an animal basis? No, only? no. So we don't have to be concerned. No, that's
1: or? a good point. Sandworm that you get on the beach is, in fact, the dog hookworm. And it becomes very irritating. It's very itchy. Uh, It doesn't seem to migrate anywhere else because it probably doesn't like the taste of you. But um, it does need to be treated. And this is as a result of people taking dogs that haven't been dewormed, letting them defecate on the beach and then not picking up that stool. The worms and the larval stages, worms occur mostly in in the bowel, obviously. But can occur in the in the esophagus. That is, the tube from the mouth to the stomach. Occur in the stomach, small intestine, large intestine. You will get worms in blood vessels and in other tissues. Particularly, the larval stages of roundworm and hookworm. They will occur elsewhere in the body. Pups can be affected whilst they're still inside their mother, and can and the mother's milk can be infected with roundworm and hookworm. This means that when you deworm you may only use you might use a product that only works on the worms in the gut and you're then leaving a residue of parasites in the rest of the body so it's very important when selecting a worm remedy you make sure that it can get it is absorbed into the bloodstream and will catch these parasites that are not in the in the gut all of these parasites with their different life stages will survive outside and there are records of them lasting for years as we've already mentioned With hookworm, it can be dangerous to man. Roundworm can be particularly dangerous, particularly to children. Tapeworm, and remember, if you don't see worms in the stool, all that means is that in that particular stool that you looked at, there was no worms or there were no visible worms. You will not see hookworm, you will not see tricurus or whipworm, you will not see a lot of the worms, the ones you will see are roundworm, whipworm sometimes, but definitely roundworm and tapeworm. Tapeworm looks like rice grains.
0: And that's now the stool of the animal itself. Yeah, that's it's in the, the stool. Yeah.
1: So um, because you don't see don't see the worms, it doesn't mean that your dog is not infected. Middle-aged dogs are quite happy to live with worms. They don't seem to do too much to them if the dog is well-fed. It is in the youngsters, as I said earlier on, and in the older ones where they play a role. or in the case of a dog becoming ill from tick fever from parvovirus from some sort of gastroenteritis if there are worms there this is going to exacerbate the whole picture
0: so okay apart from the worm remedies and stuff that we can then give our animals is there any way that we can sort of treat our environment at home that can assist us with minimizing or limiting reinfections or anything along those lines that we could use
1: that that is an extremely good point that by treating the dog only, you're not treating the environment which is carrying the same number if not more parasites. So, a couple of golden rules. Pick up the poop. Don't leave it lying around, number one. Number two is to use something like agricultural lime. With a change in pH, you will destroy probably 80% of the larval and other stages of these parasites uh, that are in the garden so that is very important it doesn't help to deworm the dog and then let him wander outside and get reinfected straight away there are some products that last for a bit longer that's a very good idea because if it is a long-lasting product then as the dog picks up the stuff out of the garden or wherever he is those parasites will be destroyed and please remember when you walk your dog when it's off the property you might have a totally clean property but There's no guarantee when you're walking on the beach, when you're walking on fields, outside the thing, if your dog leaps over the fence and goes for a walk around looking for girlfriends or something, that is also when you can pick up worms. So there's no such thing as a completely worm-free environment.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Um, and in terms of the meds and that, when do you suppose, is that something that you can just get at any time of day or do we need to sort of be aware of what's at the cycles or should we be feeding them, giving them the deworming meds at a specific time or is it not really relevant to... Um,
1: they will always tell you on the, on the label and I must emphasize now that it's very important to read the label because what you want to look at at that label is which worms does this product kill. And if you're living in a place like the Coast of KZN, you need something that's going to kill all the worms. That's the first thing. What products are killed? The second thing is, does it have any residual or long lasting effect? The third thing they will tell you, and it is quite important to check, uh, is to either mix with the food, which is great because the dog takes it down, or dose it before or after the food. That will depend very much on the product that you use.
0: No, no, that's great. Um, no, so, Guys, just to take from this is definitely not only treating the animal, but you need to sort of take a conscious effort in treating the environment in your house. And that's at least you can limit in your property the reinfection. Like uh, Dr. Pishman said, once you leave the property, you sort of, you can not really have control over that. But um, I suppose the best thing is is just take care of the animal and uh, look out for any symptoms if the animal has got... Is there anything specific other than itching that they can well, pick up?
1: Um... Most of the worms will cause diarrhoea. Hookworm causes a diarrhoea that can almost mimic parvovirus. Whipworm will cause a large bowel diarrhoea or colitis. The spirocerca is a very complicated thing that causes a lot of nasty effects. Vomiting, groundworms will cause vomiting. Um, Heartworm, of course, affects the chest and the lungs, so you're dealing with respiratory problems. what is a very good idea, is to take a fresh and steamy stool sample to your vet and get them to check whether there are any worm eggs in there. One simple check is not really that valid. You need to do two or three because it might just be that the sample that you picked up, it didn't have any eggs in it at all. But if you take a couple of samples and get them checked, that'll tell you they've got nothing in there or they have got and then you can treat and follow up a couple of weeks later and see whether you've cleared the dog or not.
0: I'm sure the vet's gonna be loving you after the third steamy stool song <laughs> for you, bring him <laughs> Listen, any any
1: vet worth his salt will give it to his nurse. <laughs>
0: oh no. Um. Yeah, is there anything else? I think it sounds... Oh, the one thing I wanted to check is, is there any meds or, or things that you should look at, like specific breed of dogs that could yeah. be sensitive to certain things that um, people should be aware of as well?
1: Very much so. It's very important to read the label on all these products. There are certain products that particularly collies, um, the bearded collie, the rough collie, cannot tolerate, and it will tell you on the packet that that is so. There are some products that are not ideal for very young pups or young kittens. So once again, we've got to come back to it that you need to, just to go on to this actual use, the age of the, the your pet is important. You need its weight and its breed. if You're going to go and ask for uh, worm remedies because all of those things will play a role. For example, is your animal pregnant? That is extremely important. Are they on other medication or are they ill? My recommendation generally is to dose in the morning because sometimes, and particularly if there's a heavy worm infestation, these dogs or cats can get a nasty diarrhea. And if you sort of have them in the house, dose them at night, and then they decorate the furniture, nobody's going to be very thrilled. (laughs) As far as regular dosing is concerned, um, I would suggest in an area like this to dose at least every two months and particularly at the beginning and the end of summer. So this would be like in hot, humid, yeah, regions. Start summer. So they go into so end of winter, beginning of summer, and then the end of summer, beginning of winter. Okay. And then particularly, I think in summer, I would do it in between. That would be the absolute minimum. Yeah. But ideally, if you've got a dog that socialises, is on the beaches, all over the place, those animals once every two months. Or if you can get a product that has got a longer shelf, a longer residual effect, then use that as and when necessary oh awesome awesome i
0: think um have you covered everything on that now i'm sure we're done well if this was live yeah. by now we'd be taking questions but i suppose you can always get hold of us on our bushy Tales facebook page and if you need to post anything on there a question by all means send us something we can pass it on to dr perchman and just to clarify in the podcast you might have heard me call him refer to him as budgie that's just a nickname that he's picked up over the many years and uh, friends and family uh, refer to him as that, so don't get confused if you pick that up but um, thanks for tuning in Budgie, thanks very much for joining me Um, he's going to be with us on a couple of podcasts, we're basically redoing our live talks that's done at our shop, so we can get to more people and we hope you guys found this informative, interesting thanks very much again, and until next time, look after yourself love your animals, and take care folks cheers